Welcome to Gotta Cast Em All, a Pokemon podcast from Foul Entertainment. And as always, your podcast hosts are Mike and Aaron. So, today we're going to be talking about the disappointment that was the Coral Coral leaks for their first Sun and Moon coverage, the rumoured, heavily rumoured Pokemon live action movie, my internal struggle with Pokemon White 2, getting ready for the lead up to Sun and Moon. And we'll be jumping into our first Pokemon challenge, and me and Darren will be revealing each other's scramble rules lists to each other. So, keep listening for more Pokemon news and action. So, Darren, how are you? I'm very good, Michael. I have a slight acute tooth pain, but uh, other than that, pretty good. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, in the way of Pokemon... Wait! How are you, Michael? I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, I have been struggling with internal demons with Pokemon White 2, which is something I'll come on to later on. Because that game, I said from the start, is the worst like Pokemon main series game out of all of them and I am steadfast in keeping that opinion but we'll come on to that later on we'll uh I think we best start with the big news that everyone was hoping was going to be big and fantastic which was the uh, April 2016 Korok Korok leaks um Korok Korok is now out by the way uh, and yeah it was a very disappointing issue very disappointing. To say the least. Yeah, this is the magazine famous for always breaking the, the, the Pokemon news first. They are almost always the ones that reveal the starters, almost always the ones that reveal the legendaries. The other Pokemon come out in jibs and drabs throughout the year, but yeah, this is your big kickoff event, and we all expected, since we know the games are coming now, it's not like they can announce the games are coming or anything, that this month would be the kickoff. I predicted in the last podcast we'd get starters and we'd get legendaries. Yeah. No, Bob we, got, standard we got starters Bob. and legendaries for black and white. We got starters and a couple of um, early catch Pokemon for X and Y. So far with Sun and Moon, we've got lens flares out front covers with the silhouettes not even visible. Yeah. Of the legendaries. Yeah, so basically, we've got the bottom corners of the box art. We've got a really washed out version of the logos. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Korokoro's big announcement was that their big announcement is coming next month. Basically, yeah. At least that's what... I, I didn't actually read the translations. Is that what they're saying? Pretty is much. Next month coverage starts. I don't have the direct translations in front of me, but it was basically... Korokoro has exclusive uh, exclusivity to the big reveals, um, at least the ones that Nintendo don't want to have themselves, like trailers, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's like, we know Sun and Moon are coming... We've seen the box art. No, you haven't, because otherwise it would be in the page of the magazine. It's like, and we will show you some exciting and big things next month. Thanks, guys. Uh, they also did a bit of a bait and switch with this, where at least Cerebe was saying, Cerebe? How are we going to pronounce that going it's forward? Cerebe. Cerebe. That's where I want to pronounce it, but I thought it'd be more posh. Um, Cerebe um, said that... <laughs> So you immediately go back to the other one. <laughs> Cerebe. Cerebe, Cerebe, whatever. The Pokemon news site that everybody trusts that isn't Bulbapedia. That there one. we go. Um, they said that on the Pokemon talk show anime deal that happens every Sunday morning in um, Japan, that they were going to have a big sun and moon day on this is a few weeks ago now. And essentially all that happened was they replayed the trailer. Yeah, they re-showed the trailer. Junichi Masada, who's the creator of Pokemon, showed up. You see the babyface looking dude? That's the one. Who has seemingly hasn't aged. That's the guy. Ever. Yeah. As in one of Shigeru's mates. Yeah, no, but like Shigeru Miyamoto has aged horrifically. Yeah. Whereas, wait, no, Shigeru Miyamoto has always looked old. Whereas this guy is literally like, he looks like a 20 year old. Yeah. It's so odd. Anyway, sorry, carry on. But yeah, Jinichi Master came on and they were saying, oh, so Sun and Moon is going to have a lot of new Pokemon, isn't it? Because the, the joke is that X and Y only had 17, it was piss poor. Uh, he said, there will be at least 10 new Pokemon. And then they laughed. And that's it. Other than that, they were like, here's the logos, Rewatch the trailer, bye, gotta go work on the game, bye, bye. And that was it. It was it was real boring. So that is unfortunately is a very disappointing start to our second ever podcast. Is yep. In terms of news on the games, we're pretty sparse. Yeah. Uh, we did get a couple of more details in the Coral Coral about the movie and about Magiana or Magiana. I prefer Magiana, but it's probably Magiana. Um, eh. Definitely a steel fairy. As predicted. As predicted, so it's going to be... Well, in the game's current state, it's OP as hell. Mm. So I imagine that there'll be some change into the to the type advantages come the next game because Steel Fairy is too powerful. They can't just change type advantages. I, they're going to have to do something. 
I don't know whether they'll introduce a new. Then again, it took them eighteen years to get fairy in there. True so, that, you know. but but you got to think that um, Magina is a Mew type Pokemon. True. So it would never actually get into competitive play. Anyway. No, no, no. It would never be used in competitive play. But... So I, I don't think they're going to nerf it because eh. only a finite amount of people are going to have it. Yeah, but think and... about it. Mega Morvile is OP because you know Steel Fairy. Um... You know what I mean? It's Steel Fairy. I, I believe. I believe Steel Fairy is either third or fourth in sort of like the. It has the least weaknesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that would also be including typings that we've not yet received yet. So in a table of all possible typings for 6th yeah. gen onwards, Steel Fairy is like third or fourth most powerful. Mm-hmm. And we actually have, we've got Klefki, who's Steel Fairy, um, Mega Morvile, and Magiana, Mag- Magiana, whoever you want to say mm-hmm. it. Only one of them is legendary. This is what, what makes Klefki so powerful in, right. um, in competitive play, which is probably what will lead to it being completely banned. Like Pokemon World tournaments, exactly. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's a need to introduce a new type to counteract the other new types that they only introduced one game ago. True. We've had these Pokemon types set for a very long time. Fairy fitting quite nicely. It was the dragon fighting type that we all needed, but I don't need any more. What, what could they do? I don't know. What's missing from the world of Pokemon? Well, the the rumor was uh, a while ago that the um, the new type to be introduced was going to be light. As a as a counteractive, as, as sort of like a countermeasure to dark type, right? And that light was going to also be super effective against dragon. Um, that makes sense, but that, but that sense. seems like what fairy is. That's what fairy is. It's just that fairy doesn't have necessarily have a type advantage over dark, like they thought light would. Right. Okay. So there, there is a space to have something that's you know a dark killer. Okay. But we already have types that are super effective to dark to dark types, so we don't fighting really types need it. can can mess dark types up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, that's unfortunately all we have, Maggle. We're not going to dive into speculation as we did last time, at least when the games are concerned. What yeah. we're about to do is dive deep into speculation yeah. on something else entirely. Um, yeah. News broke this week. Well, rumours broke this week. Is that competition for a Pokemon live-action movie is hotting up. I believe Sony and Lionsgate are the big two heavy hitters. I believe there was a third one in there, but I can't remember who it was. Is Lionsgate the one that has a big base in China at the moment? I don't know. If not, a Chinese production company was also trying to get a hold of the rights, I, I believe. I can't remember it. But it's yeah. been heavily reported, but definitely Lionsgate was, was a name that was mentioned. Yeah. Those two big hitters are after it. Uh, Sony is particularly odd, considering, you know, Sony. Yeah. Um, because of course, Pokemon belongs to the Pokemon company. Nintendo have it and have exclusive license over it, but they are, you know, free to do whatever they want, basically. Pretty much. They are a, they are a third-party studio. They are... Nintendo's obviously heavily involved in them, and they would, they would never, well, never say never, but right now they're not going to be releasing a Pokemon game on anything else other than Nintendo um, things. But yeah, as far as the movie rights go, as you know, Nintendo being the slowest moving company in the world when it comes to taking their characters out of their bubble and putting them elsewhere, Pokemon has no such problems. So yeah, I mean, Nintendo actually like going out and doing something different is, is very rare. That's not that but wrong. The last time they did it, it was Amiibo. And that is stupid popular. So well, they've just looked at that app as well. I haven't downloaded it. Have you? Mitomo did, yeah. Oh yeah, Mitomo is actually it's actually pretty good. I like it. I wish there was more to do on Mitomo. <laughs> like that's the problem. It's for the first couple. Really of, good. No, if no, only there was more stuff in. Yeah, it. yeah. But for the first couple of days, it's okay. And it's supposed to be one of those apps where you check them every so often. Mm. It's essentially trying to be the me channel meets Facebook. Right. And in many regards, in terms of its tone, delivery, and overall polish, it's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. It does have microtransactions, um, but you don't necessarily have to use them. There's no direct benefit to doing so. You just right. get more coins to buy more outfits. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll come on to me time later on. Let's actually talk about this movie. So that went sideways. Um, me and you had two very different reactions to this. Start with yours, Michael. Okay, I don't think it's a good thing, but I have thought about it. Mm. There's certainly a way to do it. Mm-hmm. But my my opinion is it, it's the, it's my my opinion of the Pokemon movie is the exact same of the Ghost in the Shell movie that's currently in production with Scarlett Johansson. We don't need it. We we playing don't need it. Pokemon has been going as an entertainment franchise for twenty years. The anime and the movie versions of that anime continuously sell they make on every couple of years we always get a pokemon fix in terms of just regular entertainment we have the games we can also rely on for different stories the manga's still going they've got several different offshoots of the manga like reburst which is 
mental, but if you want something different, it's there. We don't need it to happen, much like Ghost in the Shell is a fantastic uh, movie in its own right. And then he had an OVA and a series, which is absolutely perfect, that doesn't need touching. And now we've got the live-action version. And inevitably, there are going to be brought up these conversations of, is it right to have... Like right to have Caucasian actors in Asian roles. Is it right to make an English straight up uh, sort of like repurposing the adaptation? Because for ages they were talking about doing a Death Note movie, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. Then I thought more about it. You're not going to be able to keep the same characters or themes because it's a different cultural propo- uh, proportion. Is that the word I'm looking for? Whatever. You have to assimilate it. Okay. I don't think. In any way are you going to capture the same look and feel into a live-action movie? I think if you did it CG... I mean, if we look at the success of The Jungle Book recently, which has been praised for its visuals, there's certainly room for it to happen, but it would need to have a heavily concentrated effort. I don't see this being done on the cheap. I really don't. Darren? I don't disagree with any of your points, Michael. You're coming from a place of logic, and that's always the best way to do it. But I got ridiculously excited <laughs> about this news. On my birthday, I can't remember how old it was, but we were doing around 2000, 2001. I made my birthday wish. Can I please have a... Li- well, I didn't say live action, because I probably didn't know the term, but a real Pokemon movie, please. All these years later, it seems... Nothing's been concrete yet but it seems that I'm about to get my birthday wish I have fantasised and I no doubt you have as well regardless of your feelings about the movie you have fantasised about seeing a live action Pokemon movie all your life and now it's on the verge of happening I've I've thought time and time again about how you would make it I'm going to get onto that question in particular in a second, but I'm just saying in terms of childhood like excitement first of all we're getting the Power Rangers movie which is just as, as, as 90s nostalgia as it gets for me that we're getting a Power Rangers movie. We've already got X-Men and Spider-Man cart, uh, uh, movies coming along. It's everything. We had Inspector Gadget. We don't talk about that. Anyway. We're getting everything. We Basically, had Scooby-Doo. Remember that? Oh, yeah. God. It had the best teaser trailer of all time. True. It did. Um, the Batman one. He's fantastic. Um, the um, You completely thrown me off my train of thought now, Maggle, mentioning Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> Basically, 90s nostalgia is in right now. Yeah. You may have noticed, Maggle. Um, it's that weird cross-section, isn't it? Like, it's the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers movies coming out roughly mm-hmm. at the same time. That's like, as we were growing up, it's like, we didn't really watch Ninja Turtles, but Power Rangers every Saturday. Power Rangers. And Pokemon. And Pokemon. That was it. Power Rangers and Pokemon before school, and X-Men and Spider-Man after school. So basically, they're taking the SMTV live lineup. They really are. And making movies out of Maggle, them. you know what this means? We're getting a Street Sharks movie. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I would actually be okay with that. Biker mice from Mars. <laughs> Biker mice from Mars. Oh man. Now, all that being said, <laughs> Anton Deck star and Wonky Donkey. The oh, movie. <laughs> you watched the hell out of that movie. All that being said, I am undoubtedly excited about this movie. I understand that it's for kids. It's basically it reminded me when some of our friends immediately jumped. Oh, it's going to be crap because it's for kids. I went right. I remember when we were watching Big Hero Six that you dragged me to, Maggle. Yes. And we were watching the Shaun the Sheep trailer, and our friend Chris yeah. felt the need to lean over to me and goes, well, that looks shit. I went, it's built for five-year-olds. <laughs> it's not meant to appeal to 29-year-olds. <laughs> we're not the target audience. Exactly, we are not the target audience for this. And admittedly, we are no longer the target audience for Pokemon. No. It will be a kids' movie, which means when we go and see it, Michael, it's going to be a tad odd, unless we go to a later showing. <laughs> and I am truly excited for the potential of this. You know what I mean? There was that rumour a few years ago that James Cameron was interested in doing it. Now, obviously, he's making all the Avatar sequels now that no one wants. But um, <laughs> yeah, It's like, no one asked for, for two, and he's now said, we're doing up to five. Like, it's like, we, we good, James. <laughs> we good. Build the theme park and go home and do something else. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I don't know how you condense Pokemon in two and a half hours. There is no way you're going to be able to describe that world... And get everything in it in a two and a half hour... Well, it's a kids movie, so probably two hour long movie. You're not going to be able to tell the, the story of Ash Ketchum. Far too short a medium to do that. You're going to have to rely on a lot of people knowing what Pokemon is. The only way I think they can do is if you immediately throw them... You're in the Pokemon world and everything is just accepted as, as, as red. Everything, you know, people don't... 
What I don't want to happen is to have somebody like wake up in the Pokemon world. Like there's a portal or something, or they get dragged down a hole by Gengar, and they wake up in Pokemon world. Basically, I don't want Space Jam to happen. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want Michael Jordan and Bill Murray to be pulled in a golf hole into Pokemon World. Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately take that back. Could you imagine Bill Murray just like like walking mm-hmm. into uh, into Pewter City, Pewter or Pewter Ten? Pewter Ten. Pewter Ten. Like that would be an interesting conversation. I could be about that. So I am worried, and then they also go the other way where Pokemon show up in our world. That's also bad. Yeah. And again, I don't know what that story is. I, I, I don't know whether Ash is there. I don't know if Misty and Brock are there. I don't know if it's a new person, a new guy to go with. Who's stars in it? How realistic the Pokemon are? Are you going to change the designs? This is the problem, is that the, the Pokemon movie un, it will always hang on how the Pokemon look. Now, do you take it in the Pokemon Go? Like, you know the trailer for Pokemon Go, where it yes. was, this is the 3D, 6th gen rendered versions of Pokemon polished up, the ones that they use on the Wii U, for example, yep. and CG'd into in, into footage. Are you going to go that route? Yeah. Or do you go the... Those are going to be loud. <laughs> they are. Would you like one, Michael? Please. I have no idea what they are. Bottle caps. Enjoy. Okay. You're going to love them. Okay. So do you go... I'm keeping this in. Do we <laughs> go the other route... And sort of do what, say, 300 of Jungle Book did, is when you film it all on a soundstage mm. and have a vibrant, colourful, lush Pokemon world with human actors. I think option two. I had a third option, but carry on. Oh, sorry, go on. What's the third option? You do. Have you seen the film A Scanner Darkly? No. Don't worry, nobody else did. But I saw A Scanner Darkly. <laughs> that was a movie that was filmed... And then animated over, so it was mm. it was interesting because it's it's kind of mocap, but it's kind of not because they shot all the movie on very sort of like um, sort of like undeveloped sets because mm-hmm. the rest was going to be added in animation. Uh, Keanu Reeves in this movie, I, I'd actually recommend it just from a pure filmmaking standpoint. From a pure filmmaking standpoint, it's an interesting study. It's not a very fun story, mm-hmm. um, but that's another way you can make this movie. But with the story. That's always going to be the big problem. Do you do Ash? Do you do Red? Do you do somebody else? Ash's story, which involves getting eight gym badges, getting two friends along the way, mm-hmm. fighting Jesse James and Meowth the entire time, with your big bad is Giovanni, mm-hmm. and then you've also got to try and squeeze in the Elite Four mm-hmm. that he never wins anyway. To be fair, in Ash's version of the story, the Elite Four don't really exist. He goes to the Pokemon tournament mm-hmm. and loses every fucking time. Yeah. Or do you do Red Story, where it's him and Charmander versus the... Well, I suppose he has a Pikachu as well, but he gets Bulbasaur. a Charizard. I know, but they focused on the Charizard. I know, but it'll be Bulbasaur. There was a, there was a short anime series um, recently, which was really good, which was a direct adaptation of the original the Pokemon Origins. That's the I've one. I've heard of that, yeah. That, that, in a movie, would be cool. But that does focus on, on pretty much, like... Getting go, visiting every town, getting every badge, beating the elite four, and fighting blue. I don't think that happens. I just don't think there's a way to do that in two hours. If it was a series of movies, they said, right, we're going to do three Pokemon movies. We're going to have him learning the ropes. It ends in like I don't know. He beats Misty. Your second movie is him playing through the rest of the gym leaders, and then your third movie is you know either the elite four or the Pokemon tournament. There's a way that to do work. that. You know what would work? Right. I know we say this a lot whenever there's a problem like this. This would be a great Netflix series. You mean like how they're considering doing Legend of Zelda as a Netflix series? Exactly. That'd be, this would be a fantastic Netflix series. You have time to tell the story at the proper pace in which it games. Because, of course, it's a video game adaptation. They've historically been bad. We've got Assassin's Creed coming out this year that's going to try and tip the scale in that favour, and Warcraft as well. Yep. Uh, they're going to try and you know balance that out a little bit. But of all the problems, and I do keep coming back to the problems thinking, how are they going to do it? And I'll be very worried once it's said it's going to happen I'll be very worried until that movie hits but I just don't know I'm just I'm too excited I, the the need for me to see this outweighs my worry it's not going to affect the Pokemon franchise no if this comes out and it is a steaming pile Pokemon will play one regardless Pokemon has had many a steaming pile in its history and it has slowed it down not one jot well again thanks to Nintendo this is the thing Nintendo needs to throw some money at it Mm. Nintendo, after the big success that was the DS and the Wii U, mm. sorry, the Wii, not the Wii U, they could... Um, not the Wii not U. Not the Wii U. Potentially, they can go 20 years no profits and still keep afloat. Yeah. Like, according to a financial report, they can they can do that if they want to. So Nintendo really needs to invest some money into this movie 
if indeed it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think whoever gets the license should pay for, like, like just to have the name. Mm-hmm. So say Lionsgate wins. Lionsgate needs to pay hefty to get the Pokemon name. Yep. They need to pay for the talent. And then Nintendo goes, they need to come to an agreement with Nintendo to go, right, we need to both invest in this vision. Yeah. We need to both put in for a massive take. Yeah. This is the problem. That won't happen. I don't see, I see Nintendo going, oh, so the, the Pokemon company is selling, whatever. Like, we'll, we'll just sell millions well, of their games and recuperate the whole true. thing. True, and the, 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 they've always had that mentality. And it's kind of admirable of them that they're like, no, we're a video games company. They went through that bit when they were, we were a lifestyle company because of the Wii, you know. They, they, well, they tried the entertainment side with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. I, know, I know, they had a bad taste in the mouth after that. But yeah, it is very refreshing that they're so adamant about, now, we know what to do with these things. We're going to protect them. But they need to have a look at what Marvel did. Marvel was in a similar ship. They were hemorrhaging money um, before Iron Man came out. Disregard the yeah, yeah. deal, but yeah. Hemorrhaging money, bankrupt several times over. That's why Spider-Man and X-Men don't live in that house, because they had to sell the rights of what Spider-Man does. Yeah, boy. Um, that's why X-Men doesn't live in that house, because they have to sell them off, because they need to pay for the, the, the double-wide. Um, well, well think, like that's exactly why we got the first Spider-Man movie over at Sony, because Marvel went... Buy our characters, please. Like, you know what I mean? Nintendo should say... Nintendo are probably in a better position than Marvel are. They're working in a much smaller, um, much more relevant bubble. Because comic, comic books were winding in the yeah 80s into the 90s. Yeah. But if they look at Marvel and say, look, their characters are even more popular than they ever have been at any point in history. Because they took a chance, they built a universe, they kept... All the the best films come from Marvel directly because they kept all the characters. They wrote it. They know how to do these things. They can do that. I think if Nintendo applied that to their movies and said, right, the Pokemon one is going to be a bit of a toe in the water, as Iron Man was, we'll see how it goes. But then, you might be see where I'm going with this, Michael. Yeah, I'm getting a feel for what that's about to happen. Then they think, okay, Pokemon went ridiculously well. It worked against all fucking odds. It did a Lego movie and it just somehow, it worked. Mario movie. Let's sell the movie. Metroid movie, da 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 da. And you know what's coming, Michael, don't you? Yeah. We're getting Smash Bros. the movie! <laughs> so it's, just, it's at the end of um, at the end of Poker because, like, at the end of. You know what happens at the end of Iron Man yeah. 1? Yeah. Just the. Um... No, I don't, Michael, please tell. Oh, okay, well, the, the thing about the world building in Marvel movies, the thing is, how would you do that for Smash Bros.? Would it be like the announcer? You cast Sam Jackson as Luigi. <laughs> no! And he walks in with an eye patch. <laughs> Not yeah. Luigi. No, Luigi's a fighter. Luigi's like he's like Hawkeye. Like okay, it okay. needs to be the things. That, so it's the announcer. You, you cast, need to get the announcer. You cast Samuel Jackson as Masterhand. Masterhand turns over at the end of the Pokemon movie and says to Ash and goes, "I need to talk to you about some fighting thing." <laughs> um, that's how you do. Or no, you just get swept up by a giant hand and it's explained not at all. <laughs> just a big hand comes out the sky, grabs Ash, and flies on. And then the next movie, it's all in Johto, and you have to play with gold and silver instead of red and blue. That's how you do it. I Yeah. I don't know how they do it, Michael, but I hope they try. Would you not want to see realistic Pokemon on the film? This is the thing. It's, I don't know what I want. Realistic Pokemon means that we get Charizard actually looking like a dragon as opposed to like a Charizard. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is my problem. Is like, do you go the ultra-realistic route with, say, this is going to sound stupid, but... You know how Sucker Punch tried to look like comic book and... Don't bring up Sucker Punch. Right no, anymore. but it tried to look comic booky and realistic yes. so like they had the stupid suits of armour and the stupid fighting but then they also had that over realistic dragon yeah do you go down that route do you go down a Lego movie route where it's clearly um, just wacky zany animation I don't know what you do I thought mm. about this several several times and I wish I could just just blast into a Max Landis style pitch for this movie yeah but, but, it's but so I think hard. I think you can have both. You'd have Pikachu's gonna look exactly the same. Yeah, he'll look realistic, but he'll look like a Pikachu. He'll look like Detective Pikachu. Exactly. But just imagine some of the scenes. You could have a scene out on a stormy sea, and there's a goddamn Gyarados coming out of the sea, looking like the goddamn freak that he is. Wouldn't that look awesome? That would be pretty sweet. Seeing a Charizard tear across the sky, a big old freaking dragon. Seeing he being in a forest, dense ass forest, and you see a Venusaur walk past the background. Think of the possibility. No, I, I tell you, the first shot of the trailer I wanted, I just want like a tracking shot through um, like a forest, like mm. a, like a dense, not like a jungle, but like a forest area. Yeah. And then you just see like something fly past, 
and then um, it dashes again, and then it comes up, and it's a Nidorino. And then what I want is the camera to pan round the Nidorino, and then a Gengar phases out of the... Uh, ah. And then you hear... Tell me that wouldn't be the best opening shot of any trailer you've ever seen. Maggot, I'm already on board for this. Bye-bye, Scooby-Doo. You've been replaced as the greatest teaser trailer of all time. I'm excited for it, Mike. I like the possibilities. I'm worried, and I understand all the scepticism, and I, I deep down think exactly the same. But 12-year-old Darren is ready for his greatest movie ever. He's ready for that business. Okay. Now we've got that excitement out of the way. It's now on to round two of the excitement, Michael. Yeah. In lieu of actually having much news this week, it's actually fortunate because we announced in the last episode that we're going to be doing challenge runs of Pokemon games, um, and we're going to be starting them this month. We are. Um, We have picked our control game, so we've picked the one that's going to be the easiest to get through. Uh, so, unlike White 2, which I'm going to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you not want to talk about that first, Michael, actually? Do you want to do that? Yeah, talk about White. Fine, okay, right, okay. So, I said that White 2 was the worst mm-hmm. main series Pokemon game, and I've never been more confident in saying it's the worst main game. Okay. I want to talk about why I hate White 2. Go on. And why... Ooh, move the cup, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I can I can have my gest- oh. gesturing hand here. You need gesturing room. I think this okay. is an audio, an audio medium, so nobody can see me gesturing, but I'm gesturing like hell. Michael! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the thing about White 2 is it tried to do too much. It tried to innovate too much, and at the same time, it had the problem. I mean, I didn't consider Black and White's story a problem when I first played it because that was interesting it was fresh to have a big expansive detailed story in Pokemon full of plot holes full of plot holes but it tried it wasn't Mm. something that we really had in Pokemon before other than you are kid other kid becomes champion before you beat other kid Mm -hmm. that's essentially what the story came down to for the first four games and terrorism and oh yeah terrorism in everyone Mm -hmm. there's loads of terrorists um but in black and white, you had the story of your trainer coming from the small town, and you find out that this this team called Team Plasma, who are trying to take over the world, of course, but they have this strange figurehead leader called N, um, who essentially wants to free Pokemon. It's not about taking over the world to begin with, although that is indeed their end goal, but their thing is Pokemon liberation. And it brought up a very cool idea of, is it right to make Pokemon fight? Um, and sort of like in sort of like getting into what it means to have a true bond with your Pokemon. Black and White Two starts with you being a kid from literally the other side of Univer. So your starting area is the last route in the game. So obviously they've changed all the levels. So like now, if you go to the starting forest in uh, Black and White into Black and White Two, you're running into things at level sixty, which is just weird. Um, but that aside. You do the first two gyms, and they're completely brand new. First gym's a normal type. What the hell? Um, That's fun. Second gym's a poison type. We haven't had that before. That's new. That's interesting. We have Koga. Oh, yeah, Koga. But it's the first one since Koga. We normally get, like, a grass, fire, water, bug, ghost, psychic. We normally get those. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's kind of cool. Two, well, three new towns. Your city is a starting, like, a big city to start with, as opposed to two houses in the Pokemon lab. Yep. Then the game gets back to Univer and starts sucking really hard. So mm. you arrive back in Univer. Uh, oh, and I want to point out that it does not really doesn't help you build a team at the start of the game. Um, none of the, the Pokemon that you can catch in the first three or four routes have a type advantage over poison. Not one. Not one single... Not even a move with type advantage over poison. So you're immediately on the back foot and the game lets you know this. Um, so you get to Castellia City, which is still too big. I mean, I know I said Lumios was too big, but Castellia is just poorly designed. Mm-hmm. No need for it to be that big. And it was about the point when we got into the Castellia sewers that I realised that I fucking hated this game. Like, really hated this game. Mm-hmm. For starters, Castellia sewers goes like this. So you walk down a set of stairs, you can go down another set of stairs, and then you can go up one of two. There's one directly in front of you and one slightly above you. Normally you'd think, I'm just going to go directly in front and go in and get it over with. I spent an hour and a half 
running around the Castellia sewers with no repels because it's early in the game. Repels are still expensive and you're not going to pay for the ones with just 100 steps because that's bad economy. Yeah. I fought a handful of trainers, found a room where I wasn't supposed to be until near enough the end of the game. Completely lost. Go back. Turns out that if you went up the other one, the game just continued. It just magically, like, okay, here's a cutscene. We've introduced the villain. You can go and fight the gym leader now. Ah. That's poor design. Yeah. It's really poor design. Especially when you've also got to do the whole, like, oh, escort me through here mission, which I really hate. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the ones where it's like, I'm going to walk behind you and heal your Pokemon. I don't mind that. But when it's like, please take me from this point to this point. No. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, but no. So that area sucks. Then you're going round and there's just, like, little changes to the world. So you have to get, like, a comparison guide. So you cut it, depending on what version you get, there are things in different places or in different towns. So you can't just go, right, I'm lost. Where am I going? You have to go, right, I'm lost. I better get the the walkthrough I was using and then get the white two version of the walkthrough I was using. Check if I can actually do this or if I'm supposed to have this at this point. The item management sucks compared to the others. Really sucks compared to the others. Then there's a point in the story where it just goes, okay, you're in Unova, you know where you go, and you've played this before. We're going to make things different now. Here's a big brick wall from where you were supposed to be. Now we're going to get you on a plane so you can go and explore the other side of Unova that you've never been before mm. and fight the gyms in a different order. Okay, fine, whatever. Just let me get to the Elite Four. I have seven badges now. Let me get, go and get the eighth badge. Let me fight the Elite Four. No. What? No, you're not allowed to go and fight the Elite Four now because now you need to get captured by Team Plasma who are now going to cover the world in ice. Oh, yeah. And then you need to fight them, like, you know, End's castle. Mm. Imagine that, but it's a ship now and it's not controlled by End. End mm. doesn't come into the story until, like, really late on. Yeah. So you fight through this Plasma frigate um, with stupid puzzles, as usual, not just, like, keycard puzzles. I'm talking, like, Moving block puzzles, button puzzles. Mm-hmm. Imagine every gym rolled into one, and that's the plasma frigate. Right. It takes too fucking long to get through. And then it's like, okay, now you battle the main guy. Finally. Brilliant. Thank you. You fight him. Then you fight his subordinate. Then you fight the actual main guy, who was the same evil guy from last time. Then you fight the main guy that you've been fighting again. Then they crash the ship. Then you have to go into another new cave. Bear in mind, at this point, you've already gone through two caves, like most Pokemon games. You go through two caves. It throws a third cave at you, for reasons. Mm -hmm. Then you've got to fight and kill the legendary. You're not allowed to catch it. Mm -hmm. And then directly after killing the legendary, you've got to fight the main guy again. And then, like, then the story just stops. It's like, okay, you can go get the eighth badge now. Then you get the eighth badge... And you fight the main villain again. Like, stop <laughs> making me fight. And then you go to Victory Road, which is completely different the fir- from the first time in black and white because End's Castle doesn't happen. And Victory Road sucks in this one. It Victory re- Road always sucks. To the point... No, no, no. I actually had a look. Most Victory Roads you can beat just by having Strength and Surf. Mm-hmm. To get through this Victory Road, you need Strength, Surf, Surf... Rock Smash, Waterfall, and Flash. If you have any hope of getting to the Pokemon League, you need all five. Right. Oh, and, and if you want to get all the shit, cut. So you need six moves to get everything from Victory Road. Right. Which is bullshit. There's not enough trainers. And then you get through Victory Road. You're about to get into the Pokemon League. Your fucking rival shows up. So you're completely... If you're in the position I was, you're completely bad. You're thinking, I just need to get up this staircase. Can I heal my Pokemon? No, I'm just going to send you back ten minutes. Ah! Then you go into the Elite Four. And that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, my team was was okay enough to take on the Elite Four. You take on the champion. And the game's over, right? Nope. You haven't caught the Legendary yet. You've been doing all this without the main mascot of the game. So now... Now you can go and do all the other stuff, and now you, there is like five other towns you haven't been to at this point, because the the, the game's just put up these weird ass walls, not letting you go places. So now your job is to go and uh, fu- go and catch the main legendary, which will either be like Reshiram or Zekrom. 
what you actually need to do is to go back into Victory Road. Fight through Victory Road again. Go meet N. Battle N. Which he's, he's only got one Pokemon in his team. But it's the legendary at level 70. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole because you beat the Elite Four with sort of about 60 to 65s. So he can just un- annihilate you. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hardest battles in the game. But eventually, if indeed you beat him, awesome. Now, N gives doesn't let you say, okay, Reshiram's yours now. Piss off and go and find Kyurem. It's now, great, I'm going to turn Reshiram into a rock, give you the rock, and tell you to go across the top row of towns and up a fucking tower to put the rock somewhere so you can capture it. I'm like, I've got the rock now. Well, that... Not- I'll just take it to the fossil guy. You can do it in Full disclosure, not the rock. Dwayne Johnson isn't in the fossil No, no, no. That, that would improve this. He'd be a great Pokemon. I know, right? A great Pokemon. He would be. I'll see him... He turns him like lesbian-looking oh, chick. We just, catch, we just cast Brock. There we go. Brock can be the rock. Dwayne, the rock. Dwayne the Brock Johnson. <laughs> there, we there we go. Oh, that, that's kind of got me out of my hatred mood for this game. Oh, okay. Hang on. Yeah. Wait, let's finish. Let's got it. So after you make your way through a couple of more routes... Climb the fucking tower, which is full of Pokemon. Weaken and capture the legendary. You then get approached by somebody else who goes, Great! Also, Kurum's still fucking things up. Better go catch Kurum. Where is he? Oh, he's in that cave. So you have to go down the fucking cave again. Catch Kurum, and then you go. There you go. You've got Reshiram and Kurum. And then it's like, But wait! There's more! So now at this point, the game branches only lets you say, like, Okay, you can either go back and go to the original starting town and get some vague bits of lore if you want them, which also involves another fight with the main villain. Mm -hmm. So that's the actual end of the story, is going right through... Like, so, out of Castellia City, going into the the woods, those three towns, out to sea, onto an island to finally fight the final boss fight, Mm -hmm. if you want to. Then you've also got to go to another cave and capture... Reggie Rock and either Reggie Ice or Reggie Steel, depending on your version. Mm-hmm. Get the other one and capture Reggie Gigas, and then also catch Cresselia. Mm-hmm. You can see why I've not done all of that because I got fucking tired of it. And uh, it feels like you're bashing the the game for giving you too much content. This is the problem. Which is an alien concept. I know, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's not content. What it is, it's that old. JRPG trope of just artificially extending the content. Mm-hmm. It's just spreading it really, really thin. Like, just throwing multiple amounts of caves at you and having you revisit areas that you've really no need to revisit. Why the hell should you have to go through Victory Road twice just to get... Not even get your legendary, just fight it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Before you then have to traipse across the map to finally go and catch it, which is only part one of a two-part story about catching Kurum, who's actually the legendary. It's very backwards. The game's not good. It's not fun. It's an uphill battle. Beating the champion was a genuine moment of, like, relief, mm-hmm. because at least the story was kind of half done. Yeah. It just drags on and on and on. And this is something that we had as a sort of like a negative point against X and Y mm-hmm. is that you beat the elite four and it's like, bam, you're done. But there's a sense of completion. There's mm-hmm. a sense of I've reached this point and anything I do beyond this is of my own volition and is just, I've done it to discover it uh-huh. or I've done it to say that I've caught a shiny or to say that I've raised a Pokemon to level 100 or I've done all the weird side shit and spoken to everybody. It's not the fact that it's, they just taken the game and admittedly, they could have done something really stupid and like cut it up into DLC, mm-hmm. but they didn't. It's the fact that they've just like, it's like they had like the the story of the game on like a big wall, mm-hmm. and Janichi Masada put on a blindfold, threw a dart in the wall, and the, that was where you fight the Elite Four, and it just landed like slap bang in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, I guess we're gonna make this half of the game long, like. It's not a well-designed game. It really isn't. The battle system is is as slow as Gen 5 is, but at least Gen 5 made up for it by having a fucking ending. Mm-hmm. The encounters, the encounter rate is way too high. Now, I get why they've done it. It's because um, you have access to older generation Pokemon 
from minute one. Like, you can go and catch, like, a Ratata as opposed to having to use... For example, you can go and catch Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4 from minute one. So, yeah, the encounter rate has to be higher so you can go and get a more balanced team. Mm -hmm. But it's not fun. It really isn't fun. I had a lot of fun replaying X. I had a lot of fun. Seriously, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed replaying X. I don't know. Don't look so you, at me. You were describing Black 2, and I was like, well, it's still better than X and Y. It's not, though. <laughs> X, X and Y are more def- definite, and at least are a little better on the cinematic scale. We will end up probably playing Black 2 and or White 2. Maybe not Black 2 and White 2 after your big tirade there, but we'll end up playing Black and White and X and Y. We'll see. Do you feel relieved now, Michael, that you got the 86? Yeah, I feel great now. That didn't rattle on at all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get Michael, I didn't realize that I, did I just talk for 20 minutes about why I hate that? No doubt at some point I will um, moan quite loudly about something that happens in my scramble team run um, and then you'll have to you know, give me the same time that I just gave you. Yeah, and mentioning that, I suppose it's time to uh, get into our scramble. We've added a few caveats to the traditional rules, which are as follows. Um, so these are the traditional rules of the scrambles. Uh, that we um, announced back in our first episode. Oh, by the way, I did. Well, was about to mention before my tirade that our control game is going to be Pokemon X. Yes, quickest. Um, both of us have it, and it's easiest for what we're about to do. We've having to get a lot of level one Pokemon bred. Yeah. Um, by the way, my details have been working overtime this week. Nice. Um, so rule number one: opponents pick the team. So basically, I've picked Maggle's team, and Maggle is going to pick my team. Yeah. The players can select three types that they want represented within their team. Now, this we've already done. Yes, which we're going to announce in a second. Uh, no one type can be used more than once. Uh, players you can use the start Pokemon until the point at which trades can happen, which is once you open the computer system, basically, which isn't all that far. Either. Yeah, especially um, not in X. It's a mm-hmm. short game. You will then be given all six of the chosen Pokemon at level one. Um... Pokemon selected must be the only Pokemon used in battle and must be the six Pokemon used to defeat the Pokemon League. And players will be given two HM slaves that they can't that can't be used in battle. Um, if it comes down to you having a HM slave at the end uh, of a battle and all your other five Pokemon are wiped out, you have to go back to your previous save point, no matter how far away that is. Yep. Um, Which means save often. Yes, and the winner will be the fastest time to beat the Pokemon League. Now, we're not talking uh, who does it, say, like, if Darren finished it in two days because he's done it, nothing but play it, mm. and I do it in a week because I've played it here and there. No. No, it's fastest time on the save file, and the save file has to be shown to the other person yes. to prove that. We time. will sync a save point at some point, which is going to be a very fun day. Uh, and then from that point on, it will be off and running. I'm going to suggest we both take a video of the point at which we beat. So we show ourselves beating the Elite Four, going through the Hall of Fame business, starting the game again, waking up in the house, and then pausing to show pausing the save and time. Then saving, yeah. uh, right, Maggle. Yeah. Uh, also, we're about to do this draft style. So we're going to say each other's first Pokemon to each other. Happens to be the same Pokemon. We can't. Neither of us can use it. Now you've probably planned your contingency better than me. Yes. I've done two full teams of six different Pokemon. I have a sum total of about thirty-ish Pokemon. Yeah, you've all done of all which of I have bred level one ready to go. I've not bred yet, so ha. <sighs> well, that's maybe now things. Right, so we we on on WhatsApp we announced their types at the same time. We did. Um. Basically, we both picked water and flying. <laughs> yeah, we both had water, we both had flying. You went for electric. Yes. And what did I go for again? You went for ground. I went for ground, that was it. Um, you want to explain your reasoning behind these types, Michael? Yeah, ground has um, pretty low... Um, how do I put it? It has very few super effectives against. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more on the defensive side by picking ground, because flying uh, can be a good... Um, Offensive. Uh, look, offensive. And yeah. water is basically one of the best types to mm-hmm. use in Gen 6. I thought you were going to say ground because earthquake and then everything else because... Well, yeah, gra- earthquake is just a solid move anyway. In a ground Pokemon, it's probably much... the best ga- move in the game in terms of just like spread of usage. Okay, flying types. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I contemplated ground, but I thought as much as they have an immunity against electricity, they also can do jack shit against flying types. So I was trying to avoid any types that have a, a straight up immunity. Having said that, I did pick electric. Um, that's my play style. I like to have Thunder Wave in there. 
I like to have that there. You like to have paralysis, what you say? Yes, I like to be able to slow people down. That that plays heavily. Water and flying were basically picked so I could have surf and fly in order to make the game go quicker. Yeah, that that's... that was number one reason for those two. My, my like I said, water is just because I I did a count of what was super effective against mm-hmm. the gyms, and I think water came out on top. See, I didn't look at the gyms. I should have done that. Uh, I broke down the gyms, the elite four, and the champion as three separate parts mm-hmm. of the game, and I looked at. If, I looked at every single Pokemon they use. I looked at both of each of their typings, and basically, um, water wins. Basically, if you okay. have water, uh, flying was a close second, uh, and obviously ground because earthquake. Earthquake. Um, I did. Cons- I liked. I've always had the grass starter, so I would have felt a bit odd not having grass in there. Grass is a little bit of a feeble type if it's not a starter Pokemon. Yeah. There's very few grass powerhouses. Well, in Gen 6, Chestnut was my starter. Mm-hmm. And that's only a powerhouse because it's the starter Pokemon. Exactly. They're usually reliant on moves like Leaf Storm and Woodhammer, which are powerful but have repercussions. Yep. There's no just straight-up great grass move that can really cut down people. Except for, like, Solar Beam, but that now has, but a, that's two- still, that's but that has a two-turn cooldown now, so, you know. Exactly. So, it's flawed. So, those were the three types we picked. Yep. Now... How I suggest we do this, Magal? Go on. We start by picking each of us water type. Yep. Each of us flying, flying types. Type. I will announce your ground type to you. And I will announce my electric type, type to me. Yep. And then we're just going to have to go Draft order. straight up shoot. We'll say them at the same time. And um, if we both say the same one, they're off. Gotcha. I will say I try my best to give you dittos and unknowns, but neither of which can be bred to level one. Because they can't breed. Yeah. So basically non-breeding Pokemon are eight. But yeah. suppose that, that ditto and unknowns are out. Yeah, because you can't breed yeah. a ditto, you can't, can't breed, breed an unknown. unknown so. Yeah, no right. Flying or water first. Let's Michael. go water because we we were both pretty confident that we wanted a water. It was both our first choice. Yes. So okay, okay. so we're gonna go three, two, two one, one, and shoot. Then. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you're. I'm even gonna get a gun ready. Okay. You ready? Three, two, one. Love disc. Damn it! <laughs> I knew we were gonna pick love disc. <laughs> God damn, love disc. <laughs> the most useless Pokemon ever. Of, okay. of, of all time. Okay, okay, here comes my second choice. You ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. Corsola. Job done. There okay, we go. you've got Corsola. I've got Corsola. I've got Goldie. Seeking is not to be sniffed at. Seeking can do stuff. Seeking is a very bad evolution, whereas Corsola is just a bad Pokemon that you can just sort of whip into shape. So I'm happy with that. Okay. Now, the look point, at, at Corsola's stats. I, the stats are awful. I know. God I know. Awful. I know. My backup was Quillfish. I did have Quillfish down as well. Yeah, Quillfish also equally as crap. Okay, so I'm I'm going to write this down for posterity. Yeah. So I have a Goldeen. I've got a Corsola. I didn't look at how bad Seeking is in the stats, but I don't think it's too terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'll put it this way: you may not want to evolve Goldeen. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, I love. Okay. This. Flying the type, le- yeah. The flying type next. Okay, okay. you ready? Three, Three, two, two one. one. Evolve There we go. I used to have a Farfetch'd on red. He's not too... Well, Farfetch'd is actually quite bad. Farfetch'd. Emol- I'm happy with Emolga. I'm Which really happy with Emolga. can't learn fly. Shit! Do you know how long <laughs> I had to go to find a flying type that couldn't learn fly? Are you fucking serious? Well, you're going to get a HM slave. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but need that, go, course, then, I need to go into the... Oh my god! I had fought long and hard about this muggle. <laughs> I had combi male, which A, can't evolve, and B, can't learn flying toy, but I thought that's overly cruel to give you a male combi. <laughs> I had one, just in case. And the other one would have been a hoppy, which is a grass type and a flying type, but can't learn. I'm flying. glad you didn't pick hopper, because if you fully upgrade that to jump off, it's actually kind of really powerful. That's what I, I reneged. And Emolga isn't terrible. I had that on my Catholic playthrough. It was okay. Yeah, Emolga's a decent But it's actually Pokemon. quite weak. It's, it's a... weaker than um, Didine. I've, I've heard it described as a glass cannon, so I'm okay mm. with that. Okay. Your ground type, Michael. Go ahead. He's going to be Diglett. I'm happy with that. Because Dugtrio, looking at the stats, is redonkulously weak. Yep. Like, ridiculous. Yep. My backup was Marowak. But if you give him the Bone Club, he can actually do some stuff. So yeah, I went yeah. Dumb Trail. So yeah. I've got. But who's my um, who's my electric type? Your electric type is, and you can have a choice because oh. they're exactly the same. You either get Plusle or Minin. You can have either one of those. I like Plusle because I'm a positive guy. Yeah, I've written down Minin because I'm not. 
Okay. Yeah, you can have pl- you can have, but their stats oh, are exactly not, the same. That's not looking fantastic. Corsler and Molga Diglett. Jesus Christ. Well, you give me two non-evolving Pokemon. Yep. I've given you two non-evolving Pokemon. Yeah, because I can evolve. Di- I can okay. evolve Doug Trio, but I don't so, see that being a okay, problem. Here we go. Okay. Now we're gonna pick. Um, now it's just open fair. Whatever yeah. you want. Now we can't have a war- another water type, another electric type, or another flying type. Yep. And vice versa, you can't have another ground type. Yep, you've so got I've taken, ones. I've taken it. Doug Trio's pure ground, Lugdis is pure water, and Malgu is electric and flying. Yeah. So you're not getting any more of those types. I'm, uh, as far as I know, all three of the ones you picked for me are pure types. I must, I'm think they are. I have tried to do by their primaries first. Okay. Right then, here we go. Yep. Okay, so your fourth Pokemon. Anybody you want. Yep. We're just going to try and go for it. Right. Three, three, two, two one. one. Smeagol. I like Smeagol. Okay. No, seriously, if you can use Smeagol really well. Okay. And you've got Wormpool. Wormpool, so I'm either going to get a Dustox or a Beautifly, I just don't know. Both of them are dreadful. Seriously, yeah, both of them are dreadful. So that's a bug. Maggle. Yeah. You may have caused a problem. That being? If Beautifly turns out to be a bug flying type, I have two flying types. Oh. You have to guarantee that I get a Dustox, which is a bug poison. Okay, so you have to. I have to get you the one that evolves into Silcoon then. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Smeagol. Have fun with that. Um, I'm going to rename him Gollum. So he's a normal type. My other choice... I'm not going to tell you my other choice, just in case you pick them for me. Yeah, so... And now who am I going to give you for the last one? And this isn't the last one. We get six, not five. Oh, sorry. Yes, you are right. So let's reload um, for five. Ready? Three, three two, one. one. Quickitot! Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Spinder? God damn it. Spinder was one of my choices for you. But I thought, no, Smeagol's worse. Yeah. Spin- oh, Spinder's awful. Spinder is terrible. We Neither of us are going to do great. No. I've got to rely on a Seeking. <laughs> Just talk- I think I feel I've got to rely on a Doug Trio. Yeah. That's got to be my powerhouse. Okay. And now, so that's a... I'm just giving you a bug type. Yep. Pure bug. No help from flying. Um, and you can be a normal type. Okay. You ready? Right, I've got to think on this one. I only have two, and I've already given you a bug, so it's already decided what you're getting for this. Okay. I'm ready. Ready for six? Yes. Okay. Yes. Final Pokemon for each other. You ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. Bonsley. Bonsley? Yeah. Sudowoodo. Sudowoodo's awesome. Hey, awesome. He's that's a shit. I know, but I like it. Wait, who'd you give me? You got Trubbish. Trubbish, I'll get Garbodor. You get Garbodor, yeah. Dude, Garbodor's alright. He's just a badly drawn Pokemon. Here's the thing, right? Mm. He's poison type. So, Wormpool is a problem. Yeah. Because he's either going to be, he's going to clash either way he goes. Well, is there absolutely no overlay with the team that, that you chose me? Absolutely no overlay. If it's all got no, because you've got Dude, a also, rock type. Also, Bonsley at level one, that's going to be a pain in the fucking ass. That's really low You've stats. got a rock type, a bug type, a normal type, a grain type, an electric flying type, your only dual type, by the way. And Oh a, my god, are you kidding me? Oh, wait, no. I can't give you pseudo wudo. Of course, there's a rock water. I wouldn't worry about it. No, I do. I'm going to change it. I've got, I've got two backups. Well, I, my backup wouldn't work. My backup, my, my trubbish backup won't work because you've already got a bug. Do you want to switch my worm pull out for something? Um, Is that something that can happen? What's Combi? He's a bug... F- bug flying type. In that case, that won't work. That's the only one I've got. I, I had... Uh, my, my switch outs were Love Disc or Goldeen, mm-hmm. Minin or Voltorb, Farfetch'd or Delibird, Wormpool or Combi, Spinder or Unknown, which we can't use, uh-huh. or Trubbish or Spinarak. Basically... I think I chose a lot of bugs. Okay. We may have to weaver at Wormpool. Because if we're going to stick to the rules, Wormpool can't be in there. Yeah. Trust me, there's a lot of crappy bug Pokemon. Tell you what, do you want me to shoot myself in the foot? Yeah, go on. Because I'm going to have to change one of yours for a mistake I made. Yeah. Give me Volbeat. Vol- okay, Volbeat or Loomis. I didn't put Volbeat down because I thought you were going to pick it for me. So no. You can have Volbeat then. Does that mean you get to keep Trubbish? Um, I think yes. it does. Yeah, because yes, Volbeat's just Volbeat's just straight up bugs, so, and yeah. Garbodor's pure poison. There you go. So you wait, can... I'm going to switch one out for you because I gave you Sudowoodo. You're not allowed to give me Bonsley anymore. Oh, I like which Bonsley. means I'm going to go with 
Oh, this puts you in the driving seat. I don't like this. Sunken. Sunken evolves in Sunflora. Sunflora. I can get that to work. Sunken is the weakest Pokemon in the game, statistically speaking. Uh, so Weaker than Magikarp. Damn. So you're going to have trouble with that. Please just, it's a stone evolution, which means once it's not Sunken anymore, you can't let it move very easily. The backup was Chime Chair, but I don't really want to give you a Psychic type. Chime Echo, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. I don't want to give you Chime Echo, because Psychic types can help a lot. Yeah, Psychic types can help Okay, a lot. so my team to take on Pokemon X will be a Goldeen, a Farfetch'd, a Plusle, a Volbeat, a Spinder, and a Trubbish. And I've ended up with... Sorry, go on. I just thought of a problem. What's that bit? Farfetch is normal. Flying. Yeah. Spinders are normal. Fuck it. No, 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 Maggo. I've stuck to the rules with yours. You're sticking to the rules with me. I am not having Spinder. Maggo? You can I've got to find tell you what, tell you what. We'll, we'll update the rules with who replaces either Farfetch. I'll give Farfetch or Spinder, you can replace either or. Yep. Shows I'm better at planning than your model. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so one of them, for now, your team. For now, my team is Goldeen, Plusle, Volbeat, Trubbish, and then either Farfetch or Spinder and another Pokemon. Uh, that's on the horizon. Yes. And I've ended up with Corsola, Emolga, Diglett, Smig, or Cricketot and Sunkern. What an ugly team. Mine's ugliest. Oh, they look so beige. There's a beige team. I've just got a team I'm that can't do I'm Garbodor, though. Garbodor can probably do something. You think, wouldn't you? I'm going to be holding me on Garbodor and seeking. <laughs> you know, the thing is, here's the reason I picked Trubbish, right? Mm. Because Poison only affects one gym. At the entire game, they only affect one gym. And they can be helpful in different ways. And, and even then, up... it's not super effective. And if I come up against a steel, a steel gym... Oh god! Right, I'm not even going to think of the permutations. What this 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 thing is going Tr- to go. Trust me, you say you've picked it like so that the types don't clash. I've picked it so that you're really going to have trouble with the elite four of the champion. Really going to have trouble with the elite four of the champion. I'm just going to have to OP them all. You're going to have There's to try. There's going to be a lot of. That's the thing. This is the balance you have to strike. You can go down the grinding path and get really grindy with everything. Yeah. But then you're wasting time. Here's the thing, right? Sunkern is really going to help me out with the elite four. I know that for a start. Diglett may have a chance. I'm not going to put any hopes on Corsola because I don't have any hopes for Corsola. Really, that the water one was always going to be the one, wasn't it? Because we both went for Love Disc. <laughs> Fucking the worst Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Well, the other alternative I had was Macargo, but picking Corsola kind of snookered me. Yeah, Macargo would have been decent enough as a fire uh, Sorry, is a, that, oh, which one's Macargo? The Slug one. The Slug Fire one, the one that evolves in Slugma. Oh, the one that evolves into Gastrodon? No. Slugma into Macargo. Oh! Fire Snail. Fire Rock. Oh, that'd have been alright. Eh. It's like Camera Up, though. It looks good, but it's not. It good. isn't. Okay. Right, so we'll update somehow. Um, who replaces. Potential, the, potentially in the next episode. Who is my sub for my team? Um, but yes, that is it, Michael. We will. Now, maybe there will be news between us starting this game and us potentially finishing this game. There might be news in between that slot. So there might be a Pokemon episode, a ca- an episode of Gotta Cast of All. Yay. That happens very, We can have an update on how we're going with these games, but we won't necessarily finish them by then. Um, this is going to be fun. Oh, God. I mean, it's going to be a struggle, yeah. but it's going to be fun. I, I was really battling to not give you Deli Bird. I can give you Deli Bird. He's an ice flying, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, God. Damn. So you can have Deli Bird and keep <sighs> Spinder. Yes! Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yes! I don't think Deli Bird can learn fly. Oh boy! No, I'm have to, okay, hold up. Well, I'm gonna check that in a second. But oh, I'm glad that I came was so me. happy I didn't get Deli Bird. <laughs> you got Deli. Bird. I mean, I've got ice now. But it's in the form of a Deli Bird. Yeah, it's in the form of Deli Bird. <sighs> okay. So you potentially got um, Goldine, Minnow Plus, or Deli Bird. Um, what did I say? Illumise, Spinder, and Trubbish. Ooh! Please learn fly. Please, right, right, Michael, plug away whilst I check. You'll okay. hear like a, a groan of satisfaction or no. <laughs> All right, then. You have to plug first. What are you talking about? Oh, what am I on about? Um, yeah, you can learn fly. Shit. Oof. Oof. Okay, he's no good. He's worthless to me, nephew. Can he learn ice beam at the very least? He can. Okay, right. Um, right, who am I? Uh, I'm Darren, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Guthridge. You can also check out my website, www.thegutridge.co.uk, which I may update one day. 
uh, Maggle. Yeah, that hasn't updated since January, has it? No, I had a big thing saying, I'm back, and then I haven't been back. That's, that's <laughs> the first possible thing you could have done. I can learn ice beam. That's all that matters to me right now, Michael, is I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to the same trap that I've put you in. Oh, God, yeah. In Mulga. Anyway, so you can find us at foulentertainment.com. That's foulentertainment.com. Uh, on all social medias under the name Foul E-N-T. That's Foul E-N-T. That's at Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Mind, whatever you want to do. Any of those, you can go and find us. Please also do check out our YouTube, which um, I believe you can be found just by searching Foul Entertainment in YouTube because we don't have a dedicated uh, channel link yet. Which I don't know why we haven't. It's a bit weird. But please check us out on YouTube soon. Because kicking off our second round of 30 Days of Stuff, which is where we do a piece of content every day for 30 days, which is going to be done in May, we're kicking it off with our Patreon launch. So please do check that out, and please consider supporting us on Patreon. Thank you very much for listening to this second episode of Gotta Cast More. We hope to see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon.